Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. Okay, so on today's episode, we have a little bit of a different format. We are going to chat with our very own Penelope about something um, personal that she has been wanting to share for some time, but we've had some things happen since we last recorded. So let's start with Tara. Tara, yeah. how'd it go in the RV? Because I love- feel like we're starting with me a lot. <laughs> well, you have some big things happening, Tara. <laughs> Wow, that's right. So the RV trip cross country from New yeah. Jersey to Arizona, um, it was pretty crazy. It did have its intense moments. I, I'm not going to lie because we're a family of six, you know, cramming up into an RV, but it was an RV that slept eight. The experience in itself is something that everybody should probably do once in their lifetime. I absolutely would again, even with the kids, even though like there was some crazy moments. Um, all the good outweighed it, who's like just the moments getting out, going and sightseeing. It was pretty epic, I have to say. And even the sleep pattern, it was cool. Um, but we have a lot of people that we had to thank because it would not have been possible without them. We actually drove and went to my mom's first in PA because she was loading up my minivan to the next day follow uh -huh. behind. And her and her husband took my minivan all the way to Arizona. And then Alicia um, and her bestie, uh, Lexi, and then my niece, Tori, all drove Mark's vehicle and actually followed directly behind us. So they slept in the RV every night with us. But if it wasn't for all of them and following us and bringing the vehicles here, it would have cost us a pretty penny. Yeah. So we all have our different stories and our different journeys. And then we have the ones together as well. And, you know, we've had a family that came still to Arizona and we are now renting a house in Arizona and we were shop uh, house hunting for like over a week. My best friend, Christy's um, soon to be husband, her fiance actually has been bringing us house hunting for like a week and a half straight. And uh, fingers crossed and prayers to everybody. We found our home finally. Yay. And after this podcast, I'm actually, um, we're doing the inspection. But the RV trip, hands down, guys, if you can do it, even if it's you and your spouse, girlfriends, children, whatever it may be, it is an incredible experience. Incredible experience. Like I need to kind of, I needed to like reset myself you know, focus on, you know, moving in Arizona and finding a home. And now I can hit the ground running and doing stuff. So Zoom is fun. so interesting because I feel like you're still right down the road. From I know. Me, you know? <laughs> a little bit of a tease. I'm not going to lie. My heart's I'm a little heavy seeing you, but that's okay. I'm looking at her. I'm like, is she really out there? She's really gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God for technology though. Well, I'm glad you guys made it safely and everybody survived, including I know. <laughs> so the cat and the dog. No alcohol, you guys. Yeah. no alcohol needed or anything yeah. else. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Alrighty. 
So. so I would say my big news is the twins are here. Yay! Oh my gosh, are they cute? Everybody's <laughs> been God. hearing me talk about this, and so they arrived uh, a week before their scheduled C-section, both weighing exactly 7.2 pounds, which means my poor daughter was carrying 14 pounds mm. of baby. Um, but Oakley, Meredith, and Aiden Michael are beautiful. They're perfect. And they're yummy. And they're yes. so cute. And for twins, they didn't need oxygen. They needed no assistance upon birth. Um, oh, my first awesome. C-section was flawless. So thank you, God, for Absolutely. safely and healthily getting She was a trooper, man. My daughter what is a, a very, very strong woman. Very yes. strong woman. So, and her husband, my son-in-law, Scott, shout out to Scott, if you ever listen to this. I mean, he's changing diapers. He's making bottles. He's scooping kitty litter. He's walking the dog. He's food shopping. Like, it takes a village, and they're doing it, you know? Yep. So that's my exciting news. Fun times ahead for them. Mm -hmm. oh yep, they get to grow up with a built-in best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I got my results from my online competition and um i got gold in the snatch so there's two lifts in the competitions i do which so can we um, stop with the gold <laughs> stop right. this is what amy does <laughs> gold in the snatch which means no one else lifted more than you is that correct yep. that's correct yes that is amazing so let's yeah. soak that in let's soak that in <laughs> yes it took me a while because you know there were some things that happened with the next lift um and again, like some of that's my ego, but one of my lifts did get turned down, but I did have a backup. So at least I have a total. Um, and I did come in third in the country. So I'll take the bronze medal. Amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. Amy. Yeah. Hands down amazing. Yeah. So, um, so that's exciting. It, you know, it's a, a weird thing. This sport is so, so heartbreaking and like, it's the we it's like the craziest sport because like there's no absolutes there's no like i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's just like one of those things where the 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 journey is so up and down and so the goal is to get to japan next year um with the lift that i didn't get it took five kilos off my total so i've been like this is just something that um is kind of hard to explain but it's a hang in there from with me for a second. So I have been going back and forth with my coach. Like, do we compete again to get those five extra totals? Cause it's not, it's not necessarily a strength thing with me. I have to work really hard at my technique. Yeah. Um, which is good. I mean, like you, you're one or the other usually. And the snatch that I snatched is actually the current world record. However, I may not get selected to go to worlds. It's such a hard thing for my brain who's black and white to understand. And so I was like, here I am trying to force it. Right. And I tried to do that last time. And I talked to Michelle Dunk, who we've had on the show before, and she's a mentor of mine. And she said, you know, and she lit up when we were talking and she's like, I just feel like this is God's plan for you. And he, he talks to me a lot through her. And he, she was like, you know, we really try to force things. And, you know, she had no idea, like literally no idea that this was even happening in, you know, behind the scenes. So I woke up today and I said, you know what, God, I'm just going to enter my total and I trust you. And if I'm supposed to be there, I'm going to be there. If I'm not, it's going to be a lesson and I'm not going to like it, but that's life. You know, and that's, yeah. that's why weightlifting teaches you a lot about life. It's like, I could force it or I could just stay on this path and I can get in, you know, I, and, and a couple of years ago, I missed it by one kilo. 
Um, so I think that's part of the reason I'm in, you know, like yeah. I'm still in the top five, so I should get in, but you don't know, like you don't, I, there's no, there's no way to truly know. And with those extra five kilos, I would have been number two, it, you know, and that would have just been like an easy way. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm putting it out there that, you know, I, my goal is to be a world champion, but I have to get there first. And I'm stepping out in faith saying, if I don't, I don't, but I'm, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, I put my total in. And guess what? We'll see what happens. And it's out of my hands and I'm done worrying about it because I obsessed about it for a week. So yeah, I, I think it's a really good lesson in life without even understanding the sport. It's so hard though for someone like me who, you know, likes to control things. Yes. Yeah. So, but it's a good lesson and you're right in God's hands. It is. And, and that's, I think what he's been trying to teach me for a while now, like my whole life. Yeah, like let go and yes, let go and, and let me handle it. Not for nothing, but COVID has changed so many things as we've previously touched upon. But mm -hmm. you have to compete in such a different way as well. Sure. And I'm not saying that that's why the second one didn't count. We're just saying it's amazing that the sport has been able to adapt to these circumstances yeah. and still have competitions to mm -hmm. get to qualify for Japan. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I, you know, my lifts just have to be better. Like you can sit here and blame, or you can say they just have to be better. That's all. You know, like it's on me. It's not on anyone. And, and they, everyone was judged that way across the board, just to make that clear. Like yeah. these, there was well over 4,000 videos that had to be judged. Remember? So these are human beings doing this. So like, you know, I, I, I don't, I didn't sign up for that and job. You're third. Yeah. And you're third. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, you know, oh my God. I keep getting angry. I just like thinking that that's crazy. Yes. Yes. I'm very, very powerhouse mama powerhouse working on it. <laughs> we'll get there and if not i'll just have fun doing it then right at the end of the day i just get really strong god's strength <laughs> yep exactly yeah okay so i'm pretty excited about this episode we've gone back and forth um we are mostly female listen to podcasts and we are going to highlight you know october is breast cancer awareness month and we would like to highlight some women's health issues across the board so we're going to have some guests coming up that we're really excited about and we're going to touch on some things that you know may be personal that may not may help you know open some eyes and and just really get the conversation started around women's health and make it just a little bit less taboo and more accepted to talk to your girlfriends to, to find out more about what's going on in our female um our female friends lives so Penelope, um, let's start maybe with the journey to what's going to, you know, maybe, to, you know, to, for you to share this story. Yeah. Well, what better way to start talking about women's health than to start talking about boobs? Yes. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> let's just jump in. Yes. <laughs> so, if you are one of our male listeners, don't get excited. We're not going to talk about boobs in the way that you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to dive into this conversation and it's something that I have been wanting to share. I have alluded to sharing it. I have actually written three different blog posts and deleted them when wanting to talk about this and not out of shame in any way at all. So I wanna make that very, very clear, but I'm such an empathetic person um, that the thought of offending anybody or um, causing anybody emotional duress because they're gonna to listen to my story was something that held me back. But talking with my girls here, they really helped me realize that um, this is just my journey um, and this is my experience. 
and if anybody can take something from this then it's a good thing so. exactly right no we're not this is we're just sharing um and we do believe that everyone you know should be feel safe in sharing and that we are never passing judgment or you know giving it medical advice or, you know, no, any of that, right? Like we just need to make, yes, but this is just our experience and maybe a collection of things we've, you know, talked to people about. Yeah, for sure. And learned, so, yeah. So for me, what we're going to talk about is my breast implant journey. So, um, I was, I, I guess I should start off by saying, if you haven't read my story in the book, Women Who Illuminate, you can get that book on Amazon um, and that will give you my background. So without having to dive into that too much, it will just give you the insight into the fact that I was raised in a very looks oriented family. Mm -hmm. I, me being pretty or attractive or cute or whatever, I can't even remember a time that that wasn't a focus in my family. Um, and so I was very much a perfectionist about my physical appearance all of my life. Um, it's something that I falsely based a lot of my self-esteem in, you know, right. so not to say that I still wasn't a compatible, still the person that I am now, but that was definitely something that was, I couldn't handle a flaw. I could not handle a flaw in myself. It would make me crazy. Mm -hmm. I'd have to overcompensate for it in some way. So, um, I was always very happy with my breasts. They were a nice 34 C all of my life. Um, but I had three children. I breastfed two of my children. Um, and after my third child, you know, I gained a lot of weight with each pregnancy and I became very unhappy with the way that they looked. Um, and I would hide myself from my husband. I would not get undressed in front of him. Um, this is something that I was a, a young woman who Carmen Electra was like my idol. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. with, with giant, oh yeah. Big, perfect yeah. breasts, right? Um, so my generation, you know, many, many, many women were getting breast implants. Mm -hmm. Um, Annie McCarthy was in that group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was afraid of being too big because I already was, you know, a full yeah. C. And so I began to become interested in getting a breast lift. So I went to a plastic, couple plastic surgeons, um, and now you have to remember that this is the early 2000s that this is going on. Right. Um, and the trend is big, round, full breasts. It's funny that there's trends with plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, that's what was being fed to us. So I went to the plastic surgeon, interested in a breast lift, and he convinced me that I would not be happy with that, that my breasts would still slope a little bit. I would not be full at the top. I wouldn't look right in a bathing suit or exercise top. And pretty much during that conversation, and then he handed me breast implants, had me put a bra on, put the breast implants in the bra. Um, and I went home and told my husband that I had to have breast implants and a breast lift. Um, and he didn't want me to do it. He was like, I love you just the way that you are. You're so sexy to me. You're so beautiful. I don't want you to do it. But he knew the struggle I had within my own brain. Uh -huh. It was within my own self, the comparison game that uh -huh. women get so caught up in. Compar so and my standard of beauty and excellence was perfection, right? right? Nothing less than that was okay with me. So um, he decided, okay, that this is what's going to actually make you happy, then we will do it. So lots and thousands of dollars later which is ridiculous, first of all, for breasts. 
that no one else will see but my husband. <laughs> um, I went in for surgery and I had a breast lift and I had breast implants put in. I had a very small breast implant put in because I already had breasts, right? So my breast implant was like the size of an A cup. And I woke up a very full D and I was super duper happy and I was loving life. Um, about a year after I got my breast implants, I developed an autoimmune disease. And I had no correlation in my brain whatsoever about right. any of this. Um, but I developed vitiligo, which is uh, your immune system is confused and it begins to attack something in your body. That's what an autoimmune disease is. Well, for me, it began to attack my skin pigment. And it started with a white patch on my shin of my legs. And I do talk about this in the book, Women Who Illuminate, because having sexy legs and wearing sexy clothes and short shorts and things like that is something that made me feel very good about myself. Uh -huh. um, and so now my leg was flawed in my mind. And I also got a white patch on my chest. Um, now the thing about autoimmune diseases, so people are like, oh, so you had white patches on your skin, big deal. And autoimmune disease is still an autoimmune disease. So with that came brain fog, achy joints, days where I felt like I had the flu, where I had aches and chills, but I wasn't sick. And after 24 hours, they would just go away. And I was certain I was getting the flu. Um, I began to gain weight. I began to gain weight at a rapid pace. Some of that was my lifestyle and stress that I was under. Right. But I'm going to tell you that for me, the breast implants were the tipping point for my immune system. This is not the case for everybody, right? Right, right. So I think everybody knows that I'm a holistic nutritionist. So what I have learned is that, you know, our toxic load in our bodies begins in our mother's womb. And it's just going That's to- That's interesting. It's Ooh. very interesting. Love mm -hmm. how you defeated that. Wow. Yes. So the toxic load of your body began in your mother's womb. Well, my mother smoked and was told to cut back. My mother ate- processed foods. She was not the healthiest person. She was very, very tiny, like four foot 10, naturally thin. And she just kind of lived, you know, however she wanted to live. Um, fast forward to being raised by a single mother, fed cans of SpaghettiOs for lunch every day and stovetop tough stuffing and hot dogs and, you know, all of these things all of my life. Um, and then becoming a hairdresser. And so breathing hair color all day, 10, 12 hours a day, several days a week, which is full of heavy metals. Uh -huh. uh, looking back, I can clearly see that I was on a toxic journey there with my body that at some point, Every single one of us, the body will go with the flow, go with the flow, fight it off, fight it off. And the body actually has a tipping point, which will tip you into disease or the beginnings of disease. Yeah. What that is from person to person is very, very different. Correct. I believe for me that the breast implants were my body's tipping point. There is something called breast implant illness that is very, very real. You can research this and look this up. There are millions of women who've experienced this. So, you know, what happens when you have breast implants put into your body is, you know, they have to cut your breast open. They have to make a pocket under the muscle and they put this uh, implant in. Now people are like, oh, didn't you have saline? They were filled with saline, but the encasing is silicone and silicone okay. is toxic to your body. So now you have foreign objects placed into your body and your immune system is going to be like, what's up? 
what is that? There's a foreign invader here. This mm-hmm. happens with anything artificial that we put in our bodies. It happens with IUDs. It happens with knee replacement. It happens with any foreign object. Some foreign objects are absolutely medically necessary and some are not. So now you have this foreign object in your body and you will have now a low level consistent immune response. And what I mean by that is at all times, your immune system is slightly fired up because it's trying to protect you from something that has invaded your body. Interesting. So now what happened to me every year I got sick, I got sick almost every month. And when I got sick, so if you gave me a cold that took you five days to get over, I had it for 14 days. Oh, wow. If you got a stomach virus for 48 hours, I had it for four days. Whenever I was injured, it took me a long time to heal. When anything that happened to me, I suddenly went from feeling like a very strong person all my life. I never got sick. I was a good healer. Like I always thought of myself as very vibrant and strong and healthy and nothing can get me to feeling very delicate and fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just this downward spiral with my health. Um, and I, I know that it was somewhat lifestyle. There's many factors here, but the breast implants were certainly not making it any better. They were actually making things fast forward worse for me. So the body tries to protect you by forming scar tissue around the foreign object. Um, And that for me is definitely something that happened. Women are like, oh, I must have scar tissue, et cetera. And here's the other thing, guys. You know, breast implant surgery, you're talking like anywhere from seven to $14,000. When you take the package insert out of the implants and you read it, it will tell you that the FDA guideline has replaced them every 10 years. Do you have... $10,000 to spend on your boobs every 10 years. Now there are going to be women listening or people that you know who are going to say, I've had my breast implants for 25 years and never had a problem. Well, thank God. That's wonderful. But you don't know what they look like inside and you don't know what's going on inside and you don't know what your tipping point is going to be. Right. Um, So as they're in there, you're forming scar tissue. You're also getting physical symptoms um, that can be from the implants. So for me, one, one, symptom that manifested for me is I had chronic consistent pain in my left collarbone. My left collarbone area, as I touch it right now, I can remember exactly what it felt like because I literally suffered from this for about 10 years. And it would creep up into my neck just a little bit, but it actually felt more like collarbone down. And it would ache so bad that my massage therapist at the salon would try to work on this with me. And she thought it was coming from my neck. She thought it was coming from my shoulder. She wasn't really sure. When I got to the point where I had done enough research and I had learned enough and I was absolutely convinced that my breast implants had to come out, one of the things the doctor said in my surgery was that the scar tissue on the left breast was all with my collarbone and he had to scrape it out. Wow. I have not felt that pain since I woke up from surgery. So get reaching the point where you decide that you want to have your breast implants removed, right? Let's go there. So my journey of why I got them, it's a different reason for every single woman. And I know there are women listening who've had breast cancer and that was the only way that they could feel whole again. And my heart goes out to them. There are women who tell me that they had zero breast tissue at all and felt like a man and getting breast implants made them feel like a woman. I get it. Right. Right. I had boobs. Like I didn't have those reasons. Um, I just wasn't happy with the state of them. So you, you, know, you get to the point where you get the breast implants, you go on this journey, 
Now you get to the point where you're sick, you're starting to research online, you're finding other women, you're reading other people's stories. I think we've all heard of all the celebrities now, having them removed. Um, and you start going through the checklist of symptoms. And because I understand food and how the body works, I knew the breast implants would not be a magical solution to all of my health problems, right? So, but I knew they had to come out. I knew that my body was not responding to them well. I knew I had to give myself a chance. And so here we go now, we whip out more money to pay for breast implants to be removed. It's just crazy when you think about the amount of money being spent on, again, boobs. And I'm happily married that no one's gonna see except my husband. So um, I went in and I had my breast implants removed. Let's see, when did I have them removed? Three years ago? Amy came with me with one of my follow-up appointments, but yeah. So, so I decided to have my breast implants removed. I went into the hospital and what was supposed to be about an hour and a half surgery because I was having them removed and having a breast lift at the same time turned into a four and a half hour surgery. Well, because of the scraping, right? So my breast implants were stuck to my rib cage um, and they had to be scraped off of my rib cage. I had scar tissue up into my right underarm pit and I had scar tissue, as I mentioned before, up to my left collarbone. So basically my body was fighting these implants big time. Yeah. Um, so it was talking to you, but you never correlated, mm -hmm. you know, where that was coming from, you know, and obviously you were going through other things. So. And I didn't right. want to acknowledge it. I did not want to believe that it was my breast implants. But when I went back and I thought about the timing of me getting sick, becoming more of a sickly person, it just was so obvious, you know, and there are, there are groups you can find online of other women who've suffered the same and you can read their stories and all that kind of stuff. So, so many, um, following so many today, there's yeah, so many, yeah. so much support out there. And I, I was not under any delusion at all that I would wake up from surgery and be like, oh my God, everything that's ever been wrong with me is fixed. You know, because that's right. how my body works, you know. But I'm going to tell you that my body took the biggest sigh of relief. So I woke up from surgery, um, and because they had to have me under for such a long time, I was very, very out of it for quite some time. I had lost so much blood from them having to scrape and get rid of scar tissue and re-sew me up, and ugh, oh my God. Um, but I remember, the first thing I remember is I looked under the covers, and I thought, did they take them out? <laughs> anybody who sees me physically in person, you'll see that I'm like a big D cup person now, uh, which I was not pre-surgery, but I am older now and women gain weight in different places. And I don't weigh what I weighed when I had my breast implants put in. So I was really hoping to be like really tiny. And I was like, Oh my God. Now I know there are women who are terrified of what they'll look like when they take them out because they're afraid they won't have any breast tissue. And I do understand that. But the second thing that I noticed as I was talking to my husband was that I was breathing so, so deeply. Mm -hmm. Wow. I always felt breathy. People would say that I was breathy. My husband would comment how I was breathy when I would talk, that I would sigh all of the time. I really, truly believe it's because I, my lungs couldn't fully expand because of all the scar tissue on my rib cage from the breast implants being in there. Absolutely. So breathing deeper, the collarbone pain disappeared. Um, my fingernails, I can't even tell you. I had acrylic nails for years. They were paper thin, they were brittle. They are like rocks that have to be cut with nail clippers. And wow. I didn't know. I thought you always had nails like that. Cause I no, Wow. I did not ever. Um, 
breathing so much better. So my autoimmune flare-ups, I used to have, and anybody who has an autoimmune disease knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's hard to describe to other people because they're looking at you and they think you look perfectly healthy, but you're not inside. Right. And I used to have an autoimmune flare-up about twice a month where I literally would have to lay in bed. I would just lay in bed under the covers. It was the only thing I could do. Um, so that is so very, very rare. I don't think I had one for about a year and a half. And I recently had one because on lockdown, I started not taking very good care of myself. And I remember guys, I was like, I'm having an autoimmune flare-up. I know I am. So, um, but that has been reduced so, so much. Um, so I haven't been sick in almost two years. It will be two years in January that I have wow. not been sick once. I was sick every month. There was three years, right before the year before I got the implants out, I had a call out of work, November, December, January, and February, because I either had a stomach virus, I had strep throat, I was, I had, I would, I'm telling you, my husband would be like, I, he, him and I would both get sick at the same time. He'd be good in three days. I would be good in 14 days. Mm -hmm. I have not been sick in two years. My C-reactive protein on my blood work. So let's talk about that for a second. If you don't know what that is, that is a measure of inflammation in your body. It is C, oh, wow. C hyphen reactive protein, CPR, CRP on your blood work. Normal is 0.0 to 3.0. Anything above 3.0, you're at risk for heart attack, autoimmune disease, cancer, et cetera. My C-reactive protein was 5.7. Whoa the year before I got my implants out. 2.4 is my current C-reactive protein. And that happened within a year of having my implants out. That is an incredible drop in the amount of inflammation in my body. I feel like it just took a huge sigh of relief. My clothes fit better, but my other experience, and since it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, is my experience with having mammograms with implants and without. Mm -hmm. So when I would have a mammogram with my breast implants, remember I have all this natural breast tissue in front of the implant, if you can imagine, right? C cup right. breast tissue. And then I have this implant sitting behind the muscle. I would have to bend over. She would squeeze, get the implant, push it up towards my collarbone, walk me into the mammogram machine. And they squish that thing so hard. All I'm thinking is, I mean, it hurts so bad. But all I'm thinking is they're going to pop my implant. Oh my God, they're going to pop my implant. And then what am I going to do? You know? So I all frequently had to go back because they overlapped my skin. They folded my skin. They pinched my skin. I would frequently have to go back. I had to have ultrasounds because they couldn't see all of my breast tissue. Mm -hmm. So I had my breast implants out. I had a breast lift, which means I couldn't get a mammogram for over a year because of the pressure. Um, so I had ultrasounds. So I went back for my first mammogram post explant. Um, and that's what they call it, by the way, it's called an explant. And my plastic surgeon said that he is doing more explants than implants and more Brazilian butt lifts than anything. Because remember guys, the media and the designers and the powers that be are feeding to us how mm -hmm. we look. And mm -hmm. right now we're being told that small natural breasts are in and big giant butts are in. If you ever told me I had a big giant butt back when I got breast implants, I would have died right? So mm -hmm. we're being fed these lies of what we as women are supposed to look like. Right. It's just crazy. And we'll put out thousands. And listen, I'm going to, I'm, 
I'll still get some Botox. I'll still do <laughs> those things. I am still a woman. I'm still someone who loves to be sexy, loves to be feminine, loves to look good, etc. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying going under the knife and altering your body and thousands of dollars. We need to really think about this stuff. So I go back for my first mammogram post explant and I said to the woman, I used to have breast implants. And she said, I'm just looking at your previous mammograms. I see that. So we did my mammogram and she said, can I show you something? I want to show you a side by side. She said, this is your mammogram the last time you had with implants. And you can clearly see the implant and then yeah. you can see my breast tissue, right? She said, do you see down here how much breast tissue I can't see? She's like, look at your mammogram today and look how much I can see all your breast tissue. I feel so confident about this mammogram picture that's thorough. Your picture with your implants, we don't know if it's thorough and you're gonna get called to come back again because we can't see all your breast tissue. No. And that's terrifying. You can't see all your heart either. It's, yeah. When you get like a heart, a heart cardiogram or whatever of your heart, it actually, your breast implants hide your heart. So if, because you guys know I just recently had one. Right. And they told me that my breast implants were throwing my heart rate off, but they can't see a certain part of my heart and they don't know if there's damage or whatever behind that. How scary is that? That's scary. It People is. don't even think of that either. Do you know? I really understand all of the reasons that people get breast implants and why people want breast implants. So I don't want to sound like I'm sitting here going, Oh my God. Yeah. And I don't think you, it came across that way. Just, Hey, like, this is my story. This is what happened. It could happen to you. The more, you know, just know that before you, you know, commit to it. I feel so much lighter. I feel free. Um, I can't even tell you the difference. So I used to do CrossFit and that, and um, just trying to do pull-ups, even with big mm -hmm. push-ups, I felt so weak in my upper body. Um, it's because my pectoral muscles were cut. Yeah. They were cut open to put breast implants in and a pocket was formed. Um, and yes, there are women who are super strong, who can do all of that, who sure. have Plans. I didn't start doing CrossFit until I was in my 40s. So this right. is a girl who I sat there and looked cute. I was never athletic. Like, <laughs> I mean, I really honestly sweat. Oh my God. No, not going to do it. So, I know I used to make you sweat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I really didn't get athletic at all until my 40s. But um, I just felt like I was at a disadvantage with them and I could feel them move. Every time I did a push up, I could feel my implants moving up and down. And yeah, I can feel that feeling just thinking about it. And to be free of all of that, it just, it really feels wonderful, but I think it just comes down to your immune system, putting a foreign object in your body, um, and being very careful about making that kind of decision. And then also on the flip side, if you are considering an explant, you need to know that it's not going to cure magically all of your health issues. Right. Because health is layers. I've said this before. Health is food. Health is hydration. Health is supplements. Health is exercise. Health is sleep. Health is stress management. It's layers and layers and layers of things. It's your blood sugar. It's your, um, you know, inflammation in your body. You're going to reduce and help one area, but if you're living an unhealthy life and you're not taking time to take care of yourself, an explant is not going to solve everything. Right, right. 
So that's something, because I see this in the groups a lot that I was in, and I actually removed myself after my explant, but a lot of the breast implant illness groups that I was in, women were like, literally had these thoughts that it was going to be the cure to everything. Just like you think getting breast implants is going to be the cure to everything. Right. I thought once I get them, I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to just rip my shirt off in front of my husband. And I'm not saying that didn't happen. It happened a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I felt very confident and very amazing, but I didn't fix what was going on inside my brain. I still didn't learn to love myself exactly as God created me to be. Right. Right. I still had so much work to do in truly learning to love and accept myself. Heavy, not heavy, perfect, not perfect. Um, I think God gave me the LIGO to kind of knock me down a few pegs and make me learn to be okay with imperfections, you know? Sure. Um, but the breast implants will maybe make you feel better superficially outside or maybe heal you if you have cancer. I don't know. I've never been on that road or whatever your reason is. There are women who are lopsided. There are many reasons. Sure. But it's not a magical cure for what's going on in your brain. And explant is not a magical cure for what's going on with your health. So you just have to be very educated and do your research, be ready to spend a lot of money to have them replaced because um, they won't last a lifetime. And, and, and insurance, yeah. Just consciously. Insurance cover it too. No, no, I mean, like we've spent uh, close to $20,000 on my breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. With you sharing though, Penelope, all of this in, you know, kudos to you because it's, it's not an easy subject. It's really not. You know, whether you're getting done or you're getting them out, there's so many, you know, emotions throughout it within, but with you being open and sharing that, you know, this will hopefully maybe even reach out to some of our listeners that it might start, you know, giving them some underlining thoughts of, all right, well, I've been feeling like this, or I had this going on. Maybe this is because of my breast implants, or maybe it's not, but maybe they're so brain fogged that they have no idea what's going on and why they're going through. They've had tests. They've went to the doctors. Their pain is here. Their pain is there. And there's no blood work, no nothing that's showing them what is wrong. It honestly could be their breast implants and they probably never link those two together. Right. Yeah. And you know, we have to remember that the FDA is a government agency and it's fueled by money, right? So we're like, but they're FDA approved. Well, I could list you so many things that are FDA approved that are not good for you. So um, we just have to be really, really careful. You know, we have to really choose wisely. And um, the reason I wanted to share this is just for that person to think about it. And, you know, for me, so women who get their breast implants out and they're very flat now, they have a really hard time. They have a hard time being around people. They look so much different. I've, I've watched them go through their journeys and how they felt after not having breasts anymore. I had almost the stigma of, you didn't get your breast implants out. I went back to work at the salon. And they're like, you did not get your breast implants out. <laughs> um, and I was like, yes, I did. I swear there's nothing in there. This is all me. Um, I'm just a different age and a different body and a different woman than I was 15 years ago, whatever, you know? Um, you know what? Who cares about the judgment? Who cares? I cared too long what other people thought most of my life. So if that means you are part of the itty bitty titty committee, <laughs> then That's what I'll be by next year. <laughs> you're still the same soul. If you still have big breasts and nobody even believes that you had them taken out and thinks that you're just crazy and just saying you were sick because of implants. So what? Like it doesn't matter. You're still the same beautiful person on the inside. So well, you know, it's interesting because in my industry 
<laughs> there's this stigma, I guess is the word maybe, I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but in, especially throughout like CrossFits and stuff of how fit you are is how small your boobs are. So yes. it's an in, interesting. And, and my family history, we, they just have bigger breasts and like, yes, as I get leaner, they do get smaller, like they fluctuate, but I used to, you know, I fell into that. I'm like, oh, I'm not fit if I have boobs, which how does that even like, no. Because you're bombarded with the images. And the yes. Thing. Yes. And it's crazy how like for a long time, it, you know, that register with now I don't care, but you know, it took yeah. me a long time, but it's interesting how depending on where you're at or, you know, who you're around it. Yeah. What's your who you're Right. And who you're surrounded by. And it's like, you know, all these perceptions of our physical body determining some an outcome for and us. And don't have this nearly as much. Mm -hmm. They do have it to some degree with six pack abs, et cetera, but they don't have so many boxes, right? So for me, being sexy, being feminine, being beautiful, being graceful, being desirable, these are things that I focused on when I was in my 20s and early 30s, right? And so for me, that meant big breasts, right? They had to be implants, two perfectly placed giant bags of fluid on your body. That's what they are for right. you in the athletic space. And so mm -hmm. what's the box that you were told you needed to fit into, right? Mm -hmm. So smaller breasts, six pack abs, ripped, you know, all that stuff. And right. we have to, if we're going to live our lives as our true authentic selves, if we're going to serve other people, we can't have these things that are holding us back. Yeah. You know, like there's a very popular athletic brand that only makes sports bras for that you know, I'm not here to, you know, like that doesn't have coverage, you know what I mean? So like it, it is, you know, not so much anymore because there's been some pushback from, you know, bigger breasted athletes like, Hey, you know, we're still here. We're athletic. And it's, it's so interesting to me, I, you know, to watch all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my biggest message too, is just remember that everybody's body has a tipping point. Your immune system has a point at which it's going to say, I can't handle any more foreign invaders. I can't handle any more toxins. I can't fight off anything else. And this is when we move into dis-ease. Right. This is, this is how it happens. And so you just have to think very carefully about what we put into our bodies. I love that. Idea. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for sharing. And hopefully, you know, everyone learned a little something today. I know I learned a lot. So you dropped a lot of knowledge there. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, so why don't we go around and say what we're grateful for, and then we'll wrap up. Who wants to go first? I can go. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Tara. Um, well, I do have a lot to be grateful for, um, especially with all of this, you know, the, the moving and transitions and changing throughout our entire family and life right now. Um, always first give thanks to God because without God, none of this would ever have been possible. But just for my mom, her husband, Alicia, my niece and Lexi, if it wasn't for all of them, I don't think this entire transition wouldn't have been as easy as it was mm -hmm. because, you know, $12,000 per car to bring them over. They saved us on that. The experience they had it with us you know, just knowing that you're surrounded with incredible family and friends and they can kind of help keep you grounded and they helped with the kids and being able for me and Mark to get out and go look at houses during this time. Like we're moving cross country and we right. watch the kids, but we had all the girls to sit there and play with them and help. So for all of them, for 
keeping, helping allow me to keep somewhat of my sanity. Yeah. So I'm very, very grateful for all of they just amazing. Awesome. Um, I'm going to say that I'm super grateful for technology because, um, you know, I think it was easier for me to talk today and especially talk with you two, which is my comfort zone here to chat with you guys mm-hmm. than to write it. Like, how would I ever get this message out? Right. And how right. would I ever get to convey it in a way that felt just, this was not scripted. The only thing I wrote down was, um, the symptoms I was relieved of everything else. I just spoke from my heart and from my knowledge. So the fact that we can be on zoom with Tara in Arizona and still stay connected, um, and feature women and tell their stories. And then I have this platform to tell my story. I'm just, I'm very grateful for, you know, 2020 is nuts. Right. I'm grateful for the technology that's available right now to get messages of women's stories out there. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Um, all right. So I am just, I am super grateful. I know I mentioned her earlier uh, for Michelle Dunk. Uh, she has really been such a good mentor to me. And um, thank you, Penelope, for introducing us. Um, she was on the podcast as well. And I just want to just give her a quick shout out. I did send her a text today and say I appreciated her and that, you know, how I appreciate all the things she does for everybody, uh, not just me. So she is truly one of God's very, very bright lights. Um, she, is. she really, really is. So I'm very grateful for her today. I just signed up for her Bank Your Brilliance course. Yeah. Today. And even if, you know, I mean, she's just one of those people that like the world, her world could be, you know, crashing and she's just there shedding light on you. Yes. Because she feels called to do so. So I, you know, hopefully can take some of that forward and learn from that. (laughs) All right. So thank you, Penelope. We hope you guys enjoyed us uh, hearing all this and sharing, hearing Penelope's story. And thank you again for sharing. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email us. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review. And any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.